You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Showreel here on 3CR, your community radio station, and you're with Annie. Showreel's focus is the Australian moving image industry. Today we're talking with Tony Briggs, who you may remember is the writer-director of the hit film The Sapphires, but today we're talking to Tony in his role as the festival director of the Indigenous Birrarunga Film Festival, which starts in Nam, Melbourne, on March the 23rd today, and runs in a variety of locations across Nam and down in Geelong until March the 28th. Birrarunga is the Roirunga word for river location. Rurundjeri Yorta Yorta Elder, Auntie Sita Thompson, has given her blessing to use this name for the festival. As the festival organisers say, rivers connect Indigenous people across the world. They have fluidity, movement and life, just as feature films do. Birrarunga is a showcase for films from Indigenous filmmakers from across the world, including Australia, Canada, USA, New Zealand, Mexico... Russia, Norway, Finland, Hawaii, Sweden and Greenland. I asked Tony Briggs first up what it was like moving from being a filmmaker to becoming festival curator. Well, the uh, Biro Ranga Film Festival is absolutely um, awe-inspiring. Uh, you're, uh, it's very impressive indeed. Uh, how did you find going from being a filmmaker to being a curator, just as a matter of interest? <laughs> um, um, that's a good question. I just uh, woke up one morning and found myself doing it. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like many, many years ago, I, um, I just had this, you know, I just had this feeling that, uh, you know, it was something I wanted to do, you know, I wanted to do something different, but but um, stay within the realm of, you know, film and, and you know, the, the stuff that I love. And I noticed many, you know, um, over many times that there just wasn't enough uh, stories from my mob uh, being seen on the big screen. And uh, I don't know, I just started thinking about different things and it was through a mutual friend I, um, <clears throat> you know, he, he actually he suggested, why don't you think about doing a film festival I've got a mate who does them and blah 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 and we had this conversation and and that was the first time I really thought about it and it wasn't until only a few years ago that the opportunity came back and um, Demi and the producer of the festival said 
to me, um, you know, you're still interested in doing this festival thing. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I've just never left me. And uh, the opportunity happened and then I just, I just did it. You know, I saw an opportunity and, and I just took the opportunity. So that that's really not, not the most, you know, thrilling story, but it, it, it's really what happened. It's, it's, it was, it was a, you know, a long period, you know. Yeah, yeah, because uh, being a curator means you watch a lot of films, and it's uh, and I know that some people think that uh, that is a glamorous thing to do. Actually, it's quite hard work. I, I did some um, uh, doing prize, you know, prizes, you know, having to watch all of the films, and um, it's actually uh, how did you source them for a beginning, and how did you um, pace yourself? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a glamorous thing to do if you have your own screening room and it's a you know, um, cushion, cushiony, you know, seating and nice and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But no, most of us don't have a screening room of our own to do that um, and eat popcorn. I, 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 I just, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a the biggest film festival, Indigenous film festival in the world and the longest running one is um, Imaginative, which is in Canada, held in Canada. It's been going for over 20, over 25 years. Um, um, so you know, most, if not all, uh, people in this uh, in this uh, in this field travel there to look at all the you know the, the most Indigenous film festivals and meet the directors and producers and whatnot and make sort of deals there. And um, that's that's where I've uh, initially started. But we have we have some really strong connections with. Um, as a result of that, we have strong connections with um, a lot of filmmakers in different parts of the world, and um, so, so we're able to reach out to them. I, I, I don't do a call out for our festival. Um, I, I just sort of like to, you know, slowly have a look at what's out there. There are a lot of films that have never had the opportunity to um, really screen at, at, at big festivals, or if some some have never had an opportunity to film at any festival, and. I just have this, you know, um, desire to be able to help um, get, you know, uh, help allow people to express their creativity on, on film and, and uh, sort of facilitate is what I mean, facilitate, yeah. um, you know, people who are telling their stories. And um, Indigenous people generally, for the most part, don't have or have had not, and I'm talking about people all over the world, Indigenous people all over the world have not really often had the opportunity to be able to do that on a broad scale. Of course, many do, and many have, and many will, um, but there are, there, are, there are, you know, three times as many who don't. Um, so, and there was nothing catering for that here in, in this part of the world, um, absolutely nothing in NAM, and I just thought I'd bite the bullet and move forward and do it, and that's really how... I get to kind of look at it. It's a long, it's a slow process for me. I like it to take its time. It's a biennial festival, you have to remember. So we don't do it every year, you know, um, which gives us a, um, gives me a bit of a bit, bit more breathing space to watch films over an extended period of time. And, you know, people are making new things at the same time. And sometimes things pop up and you just, you go, oh, gee, I, I never heard about that one or never saw that one. And, you know. That's that's really how it is. The uh, program is so interesting. One of the things that is said in the blurb about uh, Biraranga is that it uh, gives voice to Indigenous people, and it really shows why you need a festival like this. Your programming. I mean, let's go to yeah. the, sh the the shorts 
Surviving Sins. You're the one who curated that uh, directly because there's a couple of other short programs that other others took care of. But uh, I love it. Uh, Surviving Sin. What a great title. <laughs> took me a while to come up with it. I don't know why, but, you know, I guess it's a matter of sort of, for me, it was a matter of understanding what, you know, some of the stories are saying. And I, and I think, you know, whether they're, whatever the genre they are, whether they're in a short package or whether they're in a feature film, you know, feature film, but generally that's basically what is, happens for Indigenous people all over the world. We're, we're, we're survivors of, of, a, of, a, of, of sin, you know, um, that, that has been committed upon the world uh, and we have copped the brunt of it because of colonisation. So to be able to be where we are and tell stories with, of joy and tell stories of sorrow and in this medium that was invented by whitefellas and doing it just as good and better in, in many cases and telling our stories the way we want to tell them from our voice is, 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 a, is, a, is a sign of survival. And that's why I named that, that package, that, you know, it sort of speaks for the whole festival in many ways. The other thing that really struck me about the uh, program was the, it says that uh, Indigenous filmmaking, uh, it, it's predicated on thousands of years of cultural practice and then it's fused in film. Um, and, it, and it sort of brings to mind people like David Gilpil, who, who was a master of the art. Um, and the recognition of how film can be so useful to that expression. Isn't it true? It's very true. Um, you know, we've lost a lot of uh, great artists, you know, from our communities, various communities, um, and there's no difference for the international artists who also have their uh, great leaders in, 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 in this medium who've, who've laid the pathway for them. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, again, it's, it's, it's just another way for, uh, that we can, you know, express ourselves in the opportunity to be able to screen your works um, that expresses, you know, how we love, how we laugh, why we cry and why we fight and how we have survived. Um, it, it's, it, it is an opportunity to bring us all together um, and tell us, uh, tell our stories, like I said earlier, the way we want to tell them from our perspective. Um, and it's, a, it, you know, it's, it's, it's something that is really, res it, that resonates quite, quite well with all of, all of the filmmaking world. Was Wiradjuri 
My name's Maya Newell and I made a film called Gaby Baby and recently a film called In My Blood It Runs. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. You're with Annie on Showreel. We're chatting with Tony Briggs, the festival director for the Birrarunga Film Festival, which has its opening night tonight, Thursday the 23rd of March, at Capital Cinema in the City and goes to Tuesday, March the 28th. You know, uh, also the business about making connections with people, uh, Indigenous people from across the world, that that's very powerful, uh, very powerful indeed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's this day and age, you know. I mean, you know, and when I first started out, it, it wasn't as uh, it's it's not easy now, but it wasn't as easy. It wasn't even wasn't even sort of part of the conversation. We're we're busy trying to, you know, uh, make sure that our voices were heard, and our images were seen back then. We're still going through that same struggle now. 
Um, but being able to bring other cultures together and, and connect on, on a level that, um, you know, uh, helps us to, you know, solidify our strengths as, as, as uh, equally as Indigenous people is, is is really invigorating and it's in, you know makes you makes you want to um um keep keep you know keep telling these stories for the next generation and making sure that we're land, landing a a ground uh, a laying a ground you know um solidifying that 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 solid ground to stand on for the next generation to come through and that and being able to come together like that and like like this and and uh share our stories you you see you see things that you absolutely can relate to and you you hear these stories that you just go well yeah this is the same kind of thing that has happened that has happened here and you know it's a, and, and we can relate to that and the the common thread is you know uh not only is the culture but um has a lot to do with the colonization process but you know we 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 we're together and, and we're stronger together. So that's that's what I like about bringing other cultures uh, to Nam. Uh, one of the, the most amazing events is the uh, 360 degree uh, Aran piece yeah. that's yeah. Uh, telling the stories of six filmmakers, Sami filmmakers. Quite extraordinary. Mm-hmm. What an idea. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite... It's uh, we're really excited to be able to um, uh, uh, join the Sami uh, filmmakers on this on this this incredible project, um, and you know hopefully we we you know we might be able to you know keep it keep it um, keep it moving forward into the future as well. But well, that remains to be seen. But yeah, we'll we, we'll be screening as part of a. Um, uh, you know, a relationship we have with Deakin University. Um, they'll be screening it out there, um, and they campus out there. And um, the, the six films uh, are, are extraordinary films. And you know, um, we're really excited about around 360. Um, so yeah, it's it's unique. Yeah, it is unique, um, especially as the Samis, the lands are so threatened. I mean, that's a common uh, element in this, strength, resilience and the environment, correct? It's a common, yeah, well, you know, threatened, being threatened and having our culture threatened is what, you know, is part of what I was talking about before. We, we, we're, we're joined by the, you know, the similar colonised, Colonizing in terms of, of you know of our cultures and 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 that's something we absolutely have in common and it's something that's a, quite a thread through every single film really in one way or another and um, <clears throat> I think it's uh, I think it's a, a beautiful opportunity for us to share stories and share culture through this way. Well, I've already talked about shorts. I've talked about a run, which is just one out of the box. But there's also features, and there's quick Q and A's, and there's in conversation, uh, so people can meet the um, uh, filmmaker who's made. Uh... Sweet as yeah, we have Jubby Clark uh, for the um, feature film debut, um, which is a beautiful, beautiful, uh, heartfelt film. You know, Jubby, you see it. Her energy comes out of the screen. She's got that bubbly, beautiful 
energy. So her and her and uh, so Joby Clark and and Liz Kearney will be there talking about here talking about the the making of this film. Um, and we've got United Struggle, which is a um, it's a, it's a conversation with two of the you know as it's described in the program giants of of uh, of of the struggle if you like um, activism you know here and. And, and in in this country and over in New Zealand as well, we've got Uncle uh, Tom Aiti, who's uh, coming to join us with um, Uncle Gary Foley as they talk about their very you know very long friendship and their you know activism over 50 years and how you know uh, storytelling and film films that that, that um, it can or has you know supported that or been a part of that as well and. Um, uh, Tomaiti is, is you know, Uncle Tomaiti is in um, uh, um, Muru, which is our closing night film. Um, so that that's that that's a great film. <laughs> I mean, they're all great films, but this is a really special one to close the night with. So we're really looking forward to that. And we have another panel of um, some of the international guests who'll be talking about, you know, who who has the right to tell Indigenous stories and and why. And so it'll be a really interesting, yeah, conversation there as well. Um, uh, Muru, I, I spoke to those guys who made that film and I was going to bring it, bring it up because, yeah, it's a great film. And there's a couple of things about that film that uh, point to something about how Indigenous people uh, tell a story uh, that has been fascinating me, which is the placement of interweaving of time frames, you know, time periods, and uh, they're not separated in people's minds. Uh, the past and the present and the future meld together in a way. And the other one that's really interesting is the use of spirits. There's a couple of films in in um, this program, uh, Run Woman Run, where she is inspired by uh, Tom Long Longboat, who comes as a spirit to her to to inspire her. You know, I I just thought that was great. And the, and another one where. Uh, a fellow who loses his aunt uh, is uh, a, a bear taps on his window, and the bear is a spirit of his mother. <laughs> I think that's just mm. so fantastic. <laughs> a fantastic mm. way of yeah. telling a story. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of um really. Uh, it's a diverse program, and um, there's some really powerful. You know, each one of them have a powerful. You know, each uh, film, whether they short, whether they feature, each each panel is has you know have powerful messages in there, and you you as the viewer will take whatever you want from those messages, and you know um, whether it's through humour, whether it's through uh, you know drama, um, it's whatever whatever you may find in there. Um, yeah, there's this you know it's it's all all different things for everybody. Yeah, yeah, there's about 90 films, aren't there? Uh, yeah, all together, roughly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I was going to ask you, because you've got a very uh, ingenious uh, booking arrangement that people can key into. Oh, you can you can get a three-pass ticket, five-pass ticket. Um, um, you, can, you know, you can buy them individually, the full-price tickets or, yeah, in different, and there's different pricings. Yeah, go onto the website and you can see all that. Yeah, and also... Um, it's their locations. You've got a variety of locations. Yeah, so the Lido, Acme, the Capital, and in Geelong. Yeah, classic cinemas. Um, uh, uh, the Vic Pride Centre. 
and um, at Federation Square as well. Yeah, so we got yeah we got screenings at the Capitol and Acme Lido. So we opened at the Capitol, the opening night film. Um, we'll be there. Um, Bones of Crows, which is a is a beautiful, it's beautifully made film. It's it's an epic film, and um, it's uh, yeah, it's screening at that amazing amazing capital. Yeah, capital. Um, yeah, in the city. Yeah, yeah, Swanson yeah. Strait. Yeah. Well, well done. You. I mean, it hasn't happened yet. I'm I'm talking to you just before it begins, but well done. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for talking to me. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. That's it for Showreel this week. We've been chatting with Tony Briggs, filmmaker and director of the Birrarunga Film Festival. Coming up next is Published or Not. I will um, just say something about this song before I play it. Um, both of my parents died last year. Within three months of each other, they were quite old and you met them, didn't you, Daiso? They were cute, the sweetest people. cute little people. And one day I was, uh, last year I was over at, at my dad's, you know, mum and dad's cottage and uh, mum had Alzheimer's disease and they were sitting out the front of the kitchen and the kitchen window was open and I was making a, I don't know, a BLT or something for them. And I heard them having this really cute conversation. They were like sitting in the sun holding hands and, and, and mum's going, how did we meet? And Dad's telling it, told her the whole story, and then he finished. She goes, how did we meet again? <laughs> and I was like, oh, poor Dad. He really wanted to get it, you know. He really wanted to one day just let her know, like, would he could work it out. And I was like, you just can't fight that stuff, so. This song is uh, about that conversation. <clears throat> and it's the first time I've ever played it, and I'm really nervous. <laughs> Go. Mm-hmm. 
listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.